Hello, hello. I am so excited for this episode. My name is Sarah Carter and I am the host of this podcast, She's Doing All Right. And today I am talking with my friend and inspiration, Gabby Kislenko. She is the creator and the baker behind The Cookie Dough Diaries, an entirely dairy-free baking blog. Her recipes are so simple and so good, and I make the blueberry muffins all the time. She is self-taught in both baking and in food photography, and she has amassed over 156,000 followers on her Instagram and over 41,000 followers on TikTok. This episode went by so fast, so I'm very excited for you to hear it. We talk all about learning food photography from YouTube, speaking kindly about where you started, becoming an entrepreneur during a pandemic, imposter syndrome, and charging your worth. And of course, we talked about why she started Cookie Dough Diaries, and we discuss a little bit about diet culture around baked goods. And I couldn't let her go without getting her top tips on how to bake a perfect cookie. So stick around for that. And in the meantime, please welcome Gabby to She's Doing All Right. Do you only use... Um, natural light for your foot uh, um for my client yeah because it's just so much more beautiful for food it yeah. just it looks so different like i i've done a few where i use artificial light and i just can't get it to look mm. i mean you can edit it and make it look like a little bit better but it just i can't get it to look like as natural yeah. and like glowy as i want it to be so That's for fair. clients i almost always try to do it that way i mean i make like all your recipes and try to take a photo of the food i'm like this is not shareable really. no i know it's the, the sun is like the only thing that makes it like when i take pictures in my kitchen like yeah. not that i take photos but like if i'm like taking a picture a story yeah. or something i'm like this looks horrible like no one's gonna want to make this <laughs> if i take this picture on my beige like yellow countertop it's so ugly they but... always look so good though yeah and the food is always like I mean, the photos that you take make me want to go make the recipe. Oh, so I think it's you. doing its job. Thank you. Right? <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, you are completely self-taught yes. with photography. Yeah. Do you want to talk a little bit about how you got into that? Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of a, I think it's a little bit different than a lot of people in that space that I know at least, because there are some pretty well-known courses um, for food photography that almost everyone I know has taken. Um, and I don't know, I think I was just like, maybe I was just too cheap. I didn't, have, <laughs> I didn't have the, like, I just didn't really have the money to take a course. It was like f f quite a few, it was like almost a thousand dollars, this course. Gosh, yeah. So I was like, you know, I'm going to just try and see what I can do by myself. So I had a camera from work, um, my old job, and I started using that. And I essentially just watched YouTube videos and YouTube tried is to... such a good resource. I don't know what I would do without YouTube. I know. Honestly. I really you should don't. be making your own videos and re-uploading them to YouTube. And yeah. then you've got like another platform yeah. as if you need more. On your I mean, I do have some videos on YouTube, but they're just like the videos that go on my blog and there's no talking. They're pretty okay. like standard. Um, but yeah, so I... Yeah, I essentially just like watched YouTube videos and played around with it. I mean, the first time I ever tried to take photos of food, I have the photos on my phone and they're, <laughs> they were just on my iPhone 8 and it was a recipe of someone else's that I made, like just like a recipe that I found on the internet. And I tried to, I kind of like looked at an, uh, another food blogger and I was like, oh, she took a picture of the cake like this. So I'm like angling the cake and like the light was horrible like it was just like not good and like I said an iPhone 8 like it just did not look good but it's cute when I look back at it I'm yeah. like that's cool like I remember being kind of proud like I took yes. some little 
like pieces of cookie dough and I sprinkled it around the the plate and like you know I was doing yeah. my best and it was good and like I with before and after type things that's like one thing I'm like I'm pretty passionate about like never like can I say shit yeah <laughs> never <laughs> say whatever you want um never like shit talking my old self yes um because like that was the best I knew how to do back then yes. and some of the pictures of course they've gotten better and that's cool because it means that I'm like getting better I love that but I will never look back and be like oh that was so ugly like I think it's mm -hmm. cute I think it's like really cute of me that like yeah. I thought that was such a good picture and it was at the time yeah. and like, whatever so anyways yeah so I just played around with with this camera watched YouTube videos there was a lot of tears for oh, sure I because I just you know you have a vision in your head of what you want it to look like and it just doesn't and you see other people doing it and you're like why can they do it and I can't do it and I know that so well yeah so I think I would have probably been able to honestly learn a lot quicker if I had done the course mm -hmm. so in hindsight like if I had a, you know I think it's like $700 this course if I had that just laying around I might have just done it mm -hmm. um because I would have just had a lot saved myself a lot of tears maybe <laughs> I think that that's the biggest thing is like the, the cost of those courses is because of the time mm -hmm. that someone's put in yeah I just watched the story of like it was just her Instagram stories of this one woman I follow and she had she was saying how she was selling out courses every single month on like business growth and she's wow. like a business coach essentially and she was saying how at the same time she felt so guilty for charging so much for something that comes easily to her yeah but at the same time she's put in like 20 years or 15 years of experience and her own trial and error yeah that's what is included in the cost yeah so yeah for sure and I like, completely yeah. agree like this course I mean I didn't take it but like I am not by no means would I complain that it's like too expensive mm -hmm. I don't think it is I think it is an amazing resource and it should be that much yeah. it just was too much for me I didn't have yeah. the money laying around but I completely agree like that's years of them teaching themselves yeah. and crying and exactly. being frustrated and figuring out like what works and what doesn't so I think those courses are like a great investment if you have the money mm -hmm. and if you don't though like it doesn't mean you can't learn yes I think that was one thing that was really hard for me to kind of accept at first like is that everyone who was successful had taken these courses and I felt like I would never be successful at the beginning I really felt like I would never ever be a good photographer if I didn't take the course because I, I had no you know. evidence I had no people like I'm like a very like I have to see someone who has experienced yeah. a similar thing there was no one who I could find who was like oh no I never took a course it was like everyone had taken a course and I was like I'm never gonna be a good <laughs> photographer but have you found people now like you've created really cool friends from the social media pages and stuff like yeah, that. yeah right? yeah I have a really good little community um of food bloggers and food photographers that I just I feel super lucky because I mean I even have friends who like I have one friend who we talk every day she's like mm -hmm. literally one of my best friends and I have met her in person once shout out to Kelly <laughs> from bacon bacon um but yeah and like we yeah she lives in like another country and that's Amazing. just we bonded and yeah. started like got along and whatever so there's quite a few people like that and um yeah, now I found people who, a few people who are like, yeah, I didn't take a course and mm -hmm. whatever. But um, back then, I think I was definitely more like insecure about myself, and I just needed, yeah, you need someone to like relate to mm -hmm. and 
and all that. Show you so. it can be done. Yeah, right? exactly. Show me it can be done. So yeah, that years was years ago. I remember. So for those who don't know, I'm was Gabby's old massage therapist, yeah. and I remember you saying how you wanted to leave whatever job you were in because um, yeah. it was just like you were crying every day, you hated it, and. So how long has that been? Because I don't remember when that conversation was. But when did you start the food photography? Um, so this, I was a COVID, like this was a COVID thing. Okay. So um, so it wasn't I, actually that long ago then? Not very long ago. So I lost, no, I, I didn't lose my job, sorry. But I got to um, start working from home and we were all at home. Right, okay. And so I just had more time um, in the day and as we all did I mean maybe not all of us but like a lot of people were just mm -hmm. stuck at home so um that was that was 2020 that was okay. May May of 2020 I want to say um so shortly after the pandemic first started okay but I had been looking I had been unhappy at my old job for over two years by mm -hmm. that point already so I had kind of like reached the breaking point yeah. of like, I cannot do this anymore. <laughs> and you so. had told me, I remember in that, I was asking like, how do you start something? Like, because I was wanting to leave massage, but not, I wasn't sure that I wanted to yet. Mm. And so I remember asking you like, what do you do for pricing and all this stuff? I think at the time I was thinking about doing social media management or something yeah. like that. And you were like, you just, you do your research and you fake it till you make it. Yeah. And like you, you create your bundles and then you pitch them. So did you have a lot of imposter syndrome when you were doing that? Like if someone came back with a lower price or wanted to barter, how did you stick to, or how did you learn to like stick to your price and like being like, no, I know I'm worth this. Um, that definitely came with practice. I would say um, definitely had some major imposter syndrome at the beginning. I, again, I didn't feel like, like at the beginning I was like, am I even worth, yeah, am I worth this much? Mm -hmm. Um, and that led to me underpricing myself and definitely not charging what I was worth mm -hmm. at the very beginning. Luckily, again, with the community of people that I had around me, I was able to um, talk with them and just figure out if if this was if I was charging enough money. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of like good resources out there that show kind of like how much you roughly should be charging, mm -hmm. but people are very hard. Like people, it's hard to get numbers, like solid numbers yeah. from people sometimes. Um, people are very private about that, which is fair, but uh, it helps everyone else if you're able to be a little more open, at least with your colleagues in the same industry about totally. it. Like I have no problem being like, yeah, you should charge this much to yeah. like a, a friend who's doing the same thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for sure. At the beginning, I, I had no idea if I was worth what I was charging. Didn't charge enough. And slowly I started to work. I, was, I wasn't charging enough for about two months when I first started and I had first quit my job. And I was kind of just like desperate. Like I would just take whatever because I needed mm. to pay my bills. Like there was totally. nothing really to fall back on. Um, and so I just, but then at that point I was charging so little that I ended up working way too much and just to make like a little amount of money just mm -hmm. to cover my you know my mortgage kind of thing and food and whatever so um I think that was kind of the point where I was like okay this isn't gonna work like I can't work this many hours and and still work on my blog like this was just freelancing stuff yeah. because my blog wasn't even making money at this point when I quit my job I was still earning zero dollars for working 40 hours a week on my blog 
and then trying to do another 20 to 30 hours kind of thing on um like client projects that would actually make money yeah so so yeah so i think um i did have have imposter syndrome and after a while now i have absolutely i mean when it comes to client stuff i I have absolutely no like it's gone and i think i think i exactly what i told you just faked it till i made it yeah and now i'm i put my price up there and if people don't want to pay it i'm like okay that's fine yeah see you later you know someone else will want to pay it and i'm not like i'm worth more than this and that's i hope you find someone that fits your budget yeah or like i'd love to talk to you again when you have a higher budget Yeah, yeah exactly and i again obviously that is coming from a place of privilege like now my blog makes money and i have mm-hmm. one steady client who i work with every month and so i don't have to worry about like yes. you know but at the very beginning you don't have that privilege like you're no. you're grasping at whatever you can get and yeah. you you just kind of need any work and any paycheck mm-hmm. um and that i mean that, that always kind of goes in hand with the experience because like you wouldn't be the photographer and the businesswoman you are now mm-hmm. without the experience of all of those things because if you had just jumped in charging a high rate you wouldn't necessarily be able to relate to like someone who's just starting and being like I don't know if I'm charging under or undercharging right yeah for sure and like I'm happy that I didn't have like a delusion where Mm -hmm. I was like you know oh my goodness I can charge this much and whatever yeah me and my iPhone 8 photos like it's just I'm glad I wasn't like that because I was definitely a little less uh confident but yeah and I mean my work is worth more now in a way too because of like we were talking about like the experience and um the hours put into like perfecting not perfecting no one's ever perfecting but like getting better Mm -hmm. um yeah so but it really was just like time like fake it till you make it is is my life motto like truly that was how I got to where I am like I I think that was I don't know at the beginning I I always knew I could do it yeah I just felt like when am I going to be able to do it you know like yeah it was like I can't do it now but I know I can eventually do it yes so yeah I that's always like such a hard one for me is like I know I can do it and then it comes down to like put the work in and yeah. actually take the risk yeah and then that's where it's like uh this yeah. is like a lot scarier than I anticipated it yeah being. for sure and I think like that's kind of one thing I funny enough I was never I was never really scared Good. never it, it was fit. you know it was like just I just knew time. yeah I had this feeling I just knew I could do it and it yeah it was hard and at the beginning yeah like you said like you just don't know if you're, if you're like worth it or good yeah. enough or whatever but I knew that at some point I would be good enough and at some point I would be worth it and like I don't know. So I was never really scared that it would fail. Like it was just not an option. It yeah. was just not an option for it to fail. I, I, yeah. Has that uh, been like a mindset that's kind of been your whole life? Like were you pretty entrepreneurial as a kid? Oh, I said the word. Right. You did. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> yes. Uh, or were it. you like more creative? Like, cause this is like a, such a perfect blend. Yeah. To do creative and like running your own business. Yeah. No, funny enough. I was absolutely actually I was the opposite I was spent my entire life saying I was not creative um and spent my entire life saying my entire career I guess saying like I would never even in university like I went to business school I took a marketing degree and 
in business school, there's a lot of entrepreneur type mm -hmm. people, right? And a lot of people I went to school with are just like, yeah, I'm going to start this business and that business. And I was just like, yeah. good luck. Like I would never start a business on, on my own. Like I need a stable paycheck. I need a, like a stable nine to five. I don't want to work outside of nine to five. Like I just, <laughs> I was so dead set on never ever owning my own business or being my own boss. I felt like I was going to be a boss at some okay. point of like, you know, a CEO of yeah. something or like a someone you know, else's CEO, trusted but right like, hand. <laughs> yeah, like the president of some company or whatever, director of something. Yeah. Like I knew I was going to be up there, but I thought that was going to be for a company, like okay. a large corporation was kind of my thinking. And okay. so it was kind of the opposite. Like when I, yeah, when, when I had all that free time and I kind of discovered food blogging and food photography, it was like, who like I when I told people that I was quitting my job people who knew me very well um I told them I was quitting my job to to do this they were shocked like really? they were like this is the most out of character thing I have ever <laughs> seen you do like ever That's so, so funny. yeah so it was actually yeah not not something that I thought I would ever do or be comfortable with and now it's like oh god I would not trade it for mm -hmm. the world it's I can't imagine work I mean it works great for other people to work for someone else but now yeah. that I have experienced this I, I could never do it yeah that's yeah. the Aries energy you are yeah. Aries, aren't you I'm an Aries yeah, yeah. fiery yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well even when you're saying like oh I'm like gonna be like CEO like I always know like I'm gonna be high up there I'm just yeah like, that's like every Aries I know says like oh I'm gonna be like very high up there and then at some point something clicks that they're like I'm gonna be my own boss. Yeah. So yeah. I don't have to work for anyone else. No one's the boss. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love that so much. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely a strong Aries. Vibes. So when it came to like making cookies, and what made you decide to go into like just cookie dough recipes specifically? Because I know your website has like other things. There's some smoothies and waffles mm -hmm. and stuff like that, which are very good. People should definitely try those. Mm -hmm. um, but what made you want to stick with the cookie dough and dairy free specifically? Yeah, so I am allergic to dairy and I have been my entire life. Um, the allergy has kind of progressively gotten worse. It's not anaphylactic, which thank goodness, I can't mm -hmm. imagine um, how hard that would be. But um, I, yeah, have always just not had dairy in my life. And I would, so when I would bake, I would be, this is before the blog, I would be Googling like, oh yeah, I really want some dairy, I want some chocolate chip cookies. So I'd Google like dairy-free chocolate chip cookies or dairy-free cheesecake or mm -hmm. dairy-free whatever I was making. And there was never anything. Or like if there was, it it, it was vegan and gluten-free also. Uh, yes, and totally. you know, which there's nothing wrong with that, but I didn't need anything gluten-free. Yeah. I literally just needed it to be dairy-free yeah. and I could eat eggs like it's fine a lot of things vegan and dairy-free go hand in hand but um that was something I just kept running into and I found or or they were healthy it's like yes. dairy-free it was like healthy chocolate chip cookies and it's like I don't want healthy chocolate chip cookies I just want regular yes. ones I um, love that point on your blog <laughs> in the about me section and it's like nothing here is guilt-free because guilt is not an ingredient yeah and I was like that's yeah. So much. Yeah. Because that's so true. Everything you look for, like gluten free. Oh, here's your healthy gluten free cookies. It's mm -hmm. like, I no, I can be health. gluten free. I just want something fun, tasty. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I can be gluten free and not be trying to eat healthy. Yeah. For this specific purpose. Like, I mean, if you're gonna have a cookie, have a cookie. Yeah. Exactly. And I mean, there's definitely a like I make healthy cookies yeah. sometimes, and like they're they're great, but it, 
I just, yeah, I, that's not what I wanted. And I felt like it wasn't fair that just because you have an allergy, you have to eat vegan, gluten-free, dairy-free, mm -hmm. nut-free, like all the things, healthy, sugar-free. And it's like, I, I didn't want that. So, yeah. um, and the guilt is not an ingredient. I saw that somewhere years ago and I don't remember where, maybe it was like some Pinterest graphic or something. I have no idea, but I like love that so much mm -hmm. that it is just like another thing that I take, like I keep that in my back pocket for anytime I start to feel any sort of like food, like, cause that's another part of my, my kind of, I don't know, my blog, my brand, what you would call it, but I am so, I do not believe in diets mm -hmm. and I mean, don't get me wrong if you can't eat something or you're following a specific diet because of a medical condition or whatever, of course, yes. like that is great. But I'm, I spent a lot of my life dieting and, um, I lost a lot of like years of happiness and joy that mm -hmm. I would have had if I wasn't worrying about being guilty about yes. eating this. And it's like, you didn't commit a crime. You just ate a cookie. It's yeah. fine. You know, like, but that's not how society treats I, it, right? Yeah. So. I just talked about that with, um, like, a couple episodes back from when this one airs with a friend about raising kids and yeah. how we were raised in such a diet culture. Yeah. And how, thankfully, we kind of seem to be moving away from it, but still, like, magazines are still pushing it, mm -hmm. right? Like, I feel like collectively we're kind of moving away from it, but magazines are still really pushing it. Some headlines, it's still in, like, anti-aging, fat-free, like, all this yeah. stuff, right? Yeah. And oh, yeah. So trying and to raise kids and not be like, yeah, we're not going to worry about that. Yeah, for sure. But, That's like yeah. a huge priority for me too. When we have kids one day, it's just like, I do not want them to have any guilt or mm -hmm. fear of food. And because yeah, and like nineties kids, mm -hmm. we were bombarded with that stuff. And yeah. it was like, it was horrible. And it is still, like you said, it, it is getting better because we're more aware of it mm -hmm. as a society, I think, but there are the vast majority of people are still very much not totally aware of it. And people make comments all the time. I get messages that are like, Oh, are you eating that? That's like causes cancer or that that's going to be, Oh, how do you eat that without, you know, like, I wish I could eat like that and look oh like you. Gosh. And it's like, why are we commenting on what yeah. I look like? Like this yeah. is, you know, so that kind of stuff. I mean, I know people are, oh, I don't know. It's a complicated issue. People, have been taught this since they were since they were born right mm -hmm. so and it goes back hard. generations like yeah oh like yeah most of sure. us have grandparents that are raised either during the great depression or shortly after yeah right so then it's yeah like, well now we've got like that lack scarcity mindset mm -hmm. and almond making... moms too yes <laughs> yeah because then it's like okay it's the overflux of everything and then nothing and then everything it's just yeah 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 so, so I, it's it. it's it's going to take generations, I think, to fix, but mm -hmm. we're on our way. But, but yeah, so that's a big thing for me is like, I really don't want any of that diet culture bullshit mm -hmm. near my food or my blog. And it's, yeah, I don't know. Don't even remember how I got on that topic, but the guilt <laughs> is not an ingredient. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. it was. Um, yeah. Making so cookies. Yeah. So I think oh, yeah. Cookies. Question. Okay. Yes. So <laughs> getting back to that. Um, I so, yeah, so, I Google, so, <laughs> so I would Google things and it was, it was not giving me what I wanted. Um, and then I, when the pandemic started and I was baking more, it, that's kind of when I started looking at it. I'm just trying to piece it all together here, but yeah, I kind of thought 
why don't I like there it seems like there's not really that much out there for dairy-free mm-hmm. people who want to bake things like myself and that's where I that's where that came from was just like what I wanted and what was missing in online for me mm-hmm. at the time was dairy-free baked goods so um and I love cookies yes like I love them and when I was younger like a teenager kind of thing that was the only thing I really knew how to bake or kind of felt comfortable baking was like chocolate chip cookies and it was just I just thought it was the best thing in the world and I still do I still think cookie dough and cookies are like the their joy like that's yes. like happiness they to me. soothe the soul they, they really feel, they do always feel a crack. <laughs> they feel, yeah like you know some people say that whole I, I forget how it goes but it's like a cup of tea can cure anything oh or whatever it's like to me that's like a cookie like yeah. a cookie can just cure I mean I never have just like one cookie but a <laughs> couple <know>. cookies <laughs> a plate of cookies can cure any bad day and um yeah so that was kind of like where that came from and then it, it it's I just love desserts. I love sweets. And Mm -hmm. I think it was also a little bit of me kind of like rebelling against my former, this is getting deeper than it has to, but like rebelling (laughs) against, (laughs) rebelling against my former self uh, who wouldn't let myself have desserts. And, you know, I wouldn't, I wasn't allowed to, allowed by myself to have that because that was going to, you know, make me gain weight Mm -hmm. or whatever it was. And so it was almost like a, you know, F you to like my old disordered thoughts and being like, no, I'm going to just make desserts every day now, (laughs) you know, with other people. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And I'm going to encourage other people to do the same. So, yeah. yeah. So I think that's kind of where it came from. And then the other things like French toast, waffles, those things, that's just for fun and variety. And um, yeah, you can't always eat cookies all day. I know. I (laughs) got to have breakfast in there. Yeah. At some point I got to have breakfast. So. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, do you find that, because I've seen some of the comments, some like normally they're pretty good, mm-hmm. but you do get some trolley comments. Yes. And you have like a following of like 150 something yeah. on Instagram. Do you find that you get a fair amount of trolley comments talking about the ingredients or anything in particular? Um, I think it's a, it's a little bit, I mean, the more I grow, definitely the more troll comments there are in general. Um, TikTok is pretty bad for it. Yeah, TikTok's way worse. TikTok is so much worse. Instagram, I think I get the odd one, but not much. A lot of the times it's people replying to a story. Um, But I don't get too many bad things on Instagram, luckily, um, about that. But yeah, TikTok is is pretty brutal. So um, (laughs) yeah, people on there will, will say some crazy things. Uh, but actually not overall in terms of like diet culture stuff once in a while, I wouldn't say it's like super frequent that I get those types of comments. Most of the comments that I get in general are very positive and like, this looks freaking good. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. Does the social media stuff come easily to you? Like, was that something you already kind of did before? No. So that's another reason why when I told people I was doing this, they were like, who are you? And what have you done with Gabby? Because I never used my, my own personal Instagram account. I like rarely posted on it. I didn't like scrolling. I mean, this was, yeah, this was only like three years ago. So people were already like deep in social media and I just was not, I was not posting on my story on, this is all my personal. So when I started an Instagram account for food, it was just like, what? Like you, you, what, who are you? Like, you don't, so, and I still, 
I don't love the Instagram and social media side yeah. of my job. Sometimes it's great. Uh, it's not all bad. I don't hate it, but it's harder for me mm-hmm. because I find it very draining. Um, I find it, yeah, like there's a constant need to keep up and, you know, please the algorithm, please, you know, Mark Zuckerberg and yeah. like whatever the Instagram yeah. guy's name is like, and I just don't like that. Like that just doesn't sit well with me, but I do it anyways <laughs> because it's part of my job. So I have to, um, but yeah. And, and even just like, it's a lot of, a lot of stimu- like a stimulation, like constant mm-hmm. comments. And I don't have any of my notifications turned on because oh I would, my gosh, I would no. lose my I would lose my mind. I don't even have that many people. Like if, when I open the apps, there's not that ton of like, notifications. Yeah. And I will never understand people that can have it on. Cause I'm, I mean, I'm pretty sure I have ADHD, like at least some level of it. And mm. I'm like, I would not be off my phone and it's already something I struggle with. Right. So yeah. Like, because you, you go to, you get one notification yeah. and you get away from it and then you get it's another notification. One. It's just like, yeah, like, turn no. it off, make it stop. It was way too much. Yeah. So it can be overwhelming for sure. The yeah. social media side, um, and, and demanding, um, especially for someone who yeah doesn't really mm. love social media and, um, yeah, but it is, it's fine. It's part, it's the way I connect with the community the most, which is what I love. Mm-hmm. Like I love being able to see people make my recipes and that's all yes. thanks to social media because, that's where, you know, they'll send me pictures or send me a DM and tell me that they loved something. And that, that is my favorite part about yeah. it. But overall, it doesn't a hundred percent come easily to me, I wouldn't say. That's so fair. even like, I have to kind of not force myself, but I have to tell myself like, okay, like Gab, you haven't put anything on your story. You haven't shown your face on your story in how long, like you have to go on there. And sometimes I'll even go on there and be like, I have nothing to talk about here, but like, I guess I'll just ramble about something and I'll go on and show just to show my face yeah. and and yeah so I kind of have to like like force myself in a way to like be present because otherwise I'll just yes I know I always there. find that it's like a few days a month that I'm like okay I'm ready to go yeah and me too other times it's not yeah Actually, it's like, weird not to get diving deep into that but um I've been doing cycle syncing oh yeah cycle syncing and yeah. it's so funny because the app I use has like oh, like, you're going to feel really outgoing today. And I find that those days that I'm, like, outgoing, like, whatever phase of my cycle I'm in, yeah, that is when I'm, like, on social media. I'm posting, like, five times a day. Still getting work done. Like, it can be cloudy, and I just feel like I'm on cloud nine. Really? And it's, like, the other three weeks. It's, like, yeah, you're not going to hear from me. (laughs) (laughs) I don't exist. I'm going to crawl into my hole and not come out until my next luteal phase. Yeah, exactly. No, exactly that though. Like when that's I look at so it, I'm like, funny. oh, there's a pattern here. Okay. Oh my gosh, I should look to see if that's my pattern too, because I'm yeah. the same way. I get like one or two days where I'm like, yeah, let's go. What am I posting today? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like creative now. Yeah, do it all now. Yeah, for sure. Speaking of the creative part, how do you like? Do you have a checklist of everything that you need to film? Because obviously, when you're creating the videos and stuff for TikTok or Instagram mm-hmm. or something, or even for the blog, do you? have different ideas and storyboards that you're trying to film for or do you just film all the content create the recipe create everything and then you kind of clip stuff together later that's basically how it is yeah I would love to be organized enough to have um yeah a list and the and the storyboard or Mm -hmm. like I've never made one of those okay (laughs) um I would love to be that organized but I just am not I 
it's kind of, I'm kind of winging it. Okay. It feels like some days. That's like, amazing because it looks so clean. <laughs> Thank and you. It, like, I, your whole, especially the Instagram though, it's just like so aesthetically pleasing and delicious looking. Thank you. <laughs> so it's like, That's so nice. Yeah. I always assume that you're like, okay, today I'm filming brownies. So I'm going to make sure no. I get these shots and this is going to be my idea of what I say. No, I definitely used to do like, um, in terms of like an actual, like I would have a shot list when I first mm-hmm. started. And if I'm doing something for a client, I will have a shot list to make sure that I don't, I do hit like every shot that they want. Um, but for myself now, I think I've just done it so many times okay. that I know the shots that I'm going to get. Yeah. And I know exactly like I've made, I've shot brownies hundreds of times. Yes. It feels like. And so I just know. And it, it yeah. But at the beginning, I, I do think I was a little more, like organized um but yeah editing is a beautiful thing because it just makes it look very planned and and and, (laughs) yeah and a lot more organized than it actually is um yeah do you find that it's easier to shoot for clients work other than or versus yourself like if it's your own recipe it is way easier to do my own yeah yeah way easier um I'm not as worried about it being you know perfect Mm. and if the lighting like I try to shoot in that area we were just talking about. And if the lighting isn't beautiful and perfect in my own shots, it's like, whatever, like it's fine. Like there, you'll notice on my page, some of them are in this beautiful direct light and some of them are not. And that was just a cloudy day. I mean, we haven't had sun. This is the first day we had sun in like six days. (laughs) So it's like, it is what it is. I know. It's really sad. Yeah, like I'm so used to it too. We're like, it's February. And I it's know. Like 10 degrees. And it's like minus 37. I know. It's Enjoy like, it. Oh, you're late February. You were supposed to be here <laughs> a month ago. But yeah. okay. Um, but yeah, so the 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 pressure is just like a lot different okay. when it's my own stuff. And I I can just kind of bang it out mm-hmm. a lot quicker. Um, but client stuff is fun and it I don't do a ton of it. Um, like I said, I work for one like consistent client. She's amazing, but I, yeah, like it's just a lot more, you just, you're getting paid to do it Mm -hmm. from someone and you want it to be perfect. So there's just a lot more pressure, Yeah, but it's good pressure. Okay. I want to know the creative stuff and like the length of time it takes to go from like coming up with the idea for recipe, testing it, like how often, how many times you have to test it, Yeah, making it photographer photographing it yes photographing it writing the blog and then getting all the content and then publishing because there's that feels to me like that's a lot of steps oh god it's so much it is so much yeah (laughs) like did Um, I overcomplicate it or is it actually this complicated it is really you know it actually when you say that you overcomplicate it it's interesting because I think most people who picture what I do undercomplicated it like they're like oh so you just think of a recipe and and you just go and take some pictures and like Mm -hmm. some some cute little pics and put them on the blog and then write a little, it's like, no, that's not how it works. Every time I make anybody's recipe and it's like a quarter tablespoon of this, or it's like the worst or the funniest to me is when it's like a quarter cup plus two tablespoons. I'm like, how did you get to that measurement? Yeah. It's like, so specific. How many times? Like you're a scientist. Yeah. You're, you're a creative scientist. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> honestly, it is science. Baking specifically baking I mean cooking you have a little more leeway yeah um so you know I I'm not a uh I don't make like 
those types of recipes. Like I don't make like a pasta recipe mm -hmm. or whatever, but I would imagine that it's a lot less, you know, it's a lot harder to mess up. You know, if you yeah. add one and a half tablespoons of oil to the pan versus two tablespoons, it's yeah. going to be fine. Yeah. Um, baking is not like that. So yeah, yeah, it's a lot more specific. Um, it takes, so it depends. It very much depends on the recipe and this has changed, but I would honestly say it takes like, Oh, it's so hard to come up with like an actual hour amount, but maybe 30 hours. Oh my God. Or more, maybe more to come up with like one, right? To oh all the things of one recipe. Um, I will say now I am super lucky that I'm at a point where I no longer have to um, do a lot of the sort of like admin things like mm -hmm. I have someone who um she's great and she helps me with all my pins so she okay. makes all my pins for Pinterest and she um shares my she assembles my blog posts so once I've taken the photos and everything she like writes the this is getting very detailed but she writes like it. all the alt text so and like she writes the descriptions and everything and puts it into the post and yeah. then I actually also have another person who um writes the body of the post okay now so I have like a I guess, ghostwriter, blog yes. ghostwriter. So that is hugely helpful. Yes. And that saves me a lot more time and makes it so that I, basically that allows me to be able to do more of the stuff that I'm the best at mm -hmm. um, rather than like, I'm not, I mean, I'm great at writing. It's fine, but not great. I don't mean to be it's like, just oh, not I'm what, so great. It's not but like, like fun. You yeah. are. You're allowed to say you're so great. <laughs> you're allowed just to like celebrate yourself. Thank you. <laughs> you made it. You were the one that took it to being a successful like money making business, right? Like you hired someone after you were making the money. So I think you're allowed to say you're great. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, I hired people like mainly this year. That's been my focus. Um, so, so yeah, it allows me to focus more on what I love, which is mm -hmm. creating the recipe, testing the recipe. Like sometimes you have to test a recipe. Um, sometimes you can do it like two tests okay. at this point because I, you know, maybe I have a, a recipe that I'm basing it off of or and I just made a few tweaks to it mm. to make it something else um but if it's something from scratch that's totally different than anything I've done you know maybe three to five times you oh test the gosh. recipe maybe more like there have definitely been recipes where I've tested it more than five times and yeah. um that's also like expensive because totally. food is so expensive yeah um so yeah and it it takes a lot but I feel super excited now that I can focus more on making more recipes and putting more recipes out there because I have help. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's, that's a really good place to be in right now, but yeah, that's amazing because yeah, yeah I feel like I look through your blog and I'm just like, there's so much here. And yeah. Like all just like a little peek into like one corner of her brain. Yeah. It's <laughs> wild. Amazing. It goes, yeah. it, it takes so much more time than I think people, people realize yeah. for sure to come up with a post and and yeah, that's why when, when people on social media are like, give me the recipe, like, why, mm -hmm. why isn't the recipe written, you know, yeah. on social media? It's like, because there are so many details and so much yes. work that went into this. You have to go look at like all the details and all yeah. the, you know, tips and tricks and stuff like that that go into like the post. I think most people skip right over the, the writing, but I highly recommend that everyone should read through at least one full recipe on each blog yeah. because like after a while they are similar tips and tricks yeah. right and that actually Same was structure I was, so like yeah you kind of get to know okay this is the baker's style so this is how i can make re recreate their 
recipe. Yeah, I make a lot of your recipes and I butcher so many other recipes, but because I've learned to follow yours so well, like my husband literally, he'll just be like, did Gabby give you these? I'm like, no, I made them. And he's like, man, like her recipes are so good. Like That's you don't amazing. even mess them up, which sounds like a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. Wow. Yeah. He's like, this is You like, didn't even mess up. <laughs> yeah. But it, like, it's kind of like, um, I don't know the right word, but it, it shows how well you're writing and like explaining things through. Oh, right? thanks. So that means a lot. Yeah. yeah. If I can follow it. <laughs> Not mess for it sure, up. it's cr- honestly. I know you mean though, because I have a couple blogs that are are my go to mm-hmm. for like, yeah. Oh, what's for dinner? Oh, let's check. You know mm-hmm. this blog, because yeah, you know, you know their style. Yeah. You know, you also know that the recipe is going to work. Yeah, which is a nice thing. Yes. It's like a reliable, um, just a reliable source, totally. I guess. And yeah, it's really like baking is. Is hard, but it's not as hard as people no. make it. It's, in it can a way. be so therapeutic. It can be. Like, especially, I find a lot of your recipes are like 10 minutes to 15 minutes to prep, mm. and then it's like 10 to 15 minutes in the oven. Yeah. So it's like a less than an hour of your day, and you've done something for yourself. It brings you a little bit of joy, and maybe yeah. if you're giving it to somebody else, like if you're making cookies for your family or the neighbor, like now you've gotten to like spread that joy. Yeah out to someone else right yeah like, I love baking the me too that's what it's I that's what cakes. I yeah. <laughs> cakes are hard yeah cakes are definitely hard especially like the, the assembling of a cake oh is gosh. very uh I even decorating cakes and mm-hmm. stuff is like not my forte yeah. at all um but yeah that's part of what I love about baking as well exactly what you said it's just you know it brings people joy yeah like it really does I mean I know I'm not I'm not saving lives over here by any means, but like if I can make people a little bit happy in the world and the world's like pretty crappy sometimes, yeah. it just like, yeah, you know, you give totally. some, your neighbor some cookies. It's like, you just did a good thing. Yeah. Even though it's very small and you did a good thing for yourself and for the other person. Yes. So, and the yeah. smallest ones can usually spread the farthest, right? Yeah, for sure. And I do think that like, again, going back to it being like easy or, or hard, there's that's one of the things that I really do I really focus on that on my blog is like trying to make recipes as easy mm-hmm. and approachable as possible because I don't have formal training in baking like yeah. I just taught myself to bake you know like I didn't go to culinary school I don't know all the like terminology of really you know scientific like I don't know those yeah. things and most people are like me yes. so I want people to realize that like or you know, if someone asks me, like, uh, can I use this thing instead of this thing? It's some things, yes, you cannot substitute. But sometimes it's like, yeah, go for, you know, go yeah. like an like an egg is an example. You know, do you use a large egg or a regular egg? And I realize that those do make a difference. And one small egg can be much smaller than yes. a large egg. But at the same time, when I baked before this, yeah. I would just use whatever egg I had. Yeah. And it worked out pretty well. And I just don't want it to be like a stress. I think people stress about it sometimes and think uh, it's yeah. so intimidating. And it's like, it doesn't have to be that intimidating. It yeah. can just be like you said, therapeutic and fun. I saw this really funny TikTok of someone who was about like people that have left reviews on recipe websites. Yeah. But the reviews are so bizarre. And you're like, this was so not the recipe's fault. And one of them was about like making carrot cake. And they're like, this recipe is absolutely atrocious. I'm not even putting it in the oven. Because... They said they started off by deciding that carrots were too much sugar, so they substituted it with kale. 
And then they just like started reducing the sugar and everything. Stop. They tasted the batter. And I guess there was also like a heavy baking soda or something like that, mm-hmm. or baking powder. So they taste the batter and they were like, this is disgusting. I'm not baking it. And the person responding was like, I mean, just to jump over and like gloss over the whole substituting carrots with kale, I wouldn't recommend. But secondly, like the baking powder tech like bakes out. So like you're not going to taste it if you'd bake the cake. But like, thank you so much for your review. Oh my like, gosh. Yeah. It is wild. It yes. is wild what people want yeah yeah I you sent me that one comment the one time of someone being like dairy free with chocolate chips my dietician would disagree or yeah, something like yeah. that you're like have you not heard of dairy free chocolate chips yeah and I mean I think like some in some to be fair like I always try to give people a little bit of the benefit of the doubt with things like this I'm like I know that in some countries like dairy free chocolate chips probably don't exist mm-hmm. But this, I mean, that person specifically, like, I know that they were, you know, in North America yeah. where there is dairy-free chocolate and whatever. Yeah. And, but people will want to substitute, like, in banana muffins, they'll be like, I don't like bananas. What can I use instead? And it's mm. like, just a different muffin. Yeah. Just a different muffin because these are banana muffins. So, like, yes. if you don't like carrots in your carrot cake, don't put kale in yeah. it. That's not going to work. Yeah. Like, so just things like that. cake. <laughs> Just find a kale cake. I don't think that exists, but like, bless. Yeah. Like, I just can't. Oh yeah. My gosh. So yeah, there's a lot of um, really funny little things yes. that you hear. But yeah. Speaking of like tips and people switching recipes and changing them, what is one tip? I have a feeling I know the answer to this, but what is one tip you think every person should use when baking? Yeah, you definitely know the answer because I. Okay, I have two. I have two. Can okay. I do two? Yes, okay. please do. Number one is use a food scale i avoided using a food scale for do you do you use one i no okay (laughs) i'm getting you one you have one okay you have to use it you save yourself dishes okay because you don't have to use the measuring cups that's like it's honestly that's that's well, the best honestly, part. Honestly, I reuse the same measure. I'm pretty oh, sure there's okay. my flour and everything. Like okay. That. Which is fine also. But I, I mean, should I'll, I'll measure because it probably helps. It's honestly so much easier. I just find it so much easier. Okay. I, yeah. So it's the most accurate way. And when I go to a website now that I'm, and I'm baking something or even cooking something and it doesn't have those metric, like the metric measurements, um, I'm like, ah, I'm going, like, <laughs> now I have to do the math. Like, it's like, I have to get out all these measuring cups, yeah. but I wasn't always like that. Like I only started doing that um later on in life yeah before that I was just like most people in North America using cups and it's just it's so much more accurate and easy it's easy and like a food I could go on about this oh my gosh a food scale is ten dollars on Amazon yeah, like they're, they're not affordable. yeah so they're not like anything crazy mine was literally I think yeah ten dollars and um the flour is number is like the number one reason that people are like, oh, my cookies didn't spread or mm. um, they spread too much or whatever. And like the flour is really hard to measure. A cup of flour scooped through the the um, the flour bag or whatever is like a quarter cup more than you need mm-hmm. or something like that. Like it's crazy. So truly, that is the best way. Is if you Food ever scale. learn one thing about <laughs> baking, it is please use a food scale. Okay. I'll um, go home and do that. <laughs> okay. But I mean, obviously it still works if you don't, but I, well, I think only because of the other method, which I don't know. Is this your second tip? No. What's your second tip? My second tip is about cookies. Okay. My, the one I thought you were going to say was the scooping the flour. Yes. And I use the tablespoon method now. Okay. Okay. So, which is a good alternative. Okay. If you don't have a food scale, it's not like it's 
illegal to use yeah. cups. You know, you can still do it. It's just, I think people get You're really. Like, if you don't have a food scale, please don't come to my blog. No, 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 <laughs> not at all. It's totally, that's why I put both on there. So yes. like, if you, if you only have cups, then use that. But if you are a regular baker and you struggle, like where you find that your recipes aren't turning out, definitely look into a food scale because you might be measuring your ingredients wrong. That's all okay. I'm saying. Okay. And I get a lot of messages on TikTok that are like mad about using cups or using grams. Yeah. Like people get mad about it. And I'm like, both are there. Mm -hmm. It's okay. <laughs> we can all coexist. So you can use whichever one. But I just think food scale is like just a game changer. And I hate doing dishes. So That's fair. the more, the less dishes I have to do, the better. Um, but the fluffing your flowers is also a very good tip. Okay. Um, the other thing I was going to say was under baking your cookies. Oh yeah. Yeah. I so, heard a lot about that one. So that's a, a big one is people's cookies will come out and like they'll be fine if they're like warm, but um the next day they're like hard as a rock. Mm -hmm. And you essentially have to underbake your cookies. Like they when I take my cookies out of the oven, this is for most recipes, not all recipes. Um it usually they look like they're not quite ready, but they continue baking on the baking sheet and that's how you get cookies that are like soft like three days later, two I days later. Just followed that advice yeah uh, with the coke or the chocolate chip oatmeal yeah and I like yeah it was like I think I set the timer for about 10 minutes mm -hmm. and I pulled them out and I'm like these still look raw but the, the edges are set and she says specifically once the edges are set take them out yeah. so I like yeah I take them out and like let them sit for five to ten minutes and they were perfect and lasted perfect for a while so oh my that was very sound advice okay <laughs> amazing I'm so glad yeah it's yeah. a fine line I mean you could definitely take cookies out and be like oh these are fully Soup. raw yeah um but if you test one cookie first like that's something I tell people if they're not sure if they haven't made the recipe before you can test one cookie and then you don't ruin like yeah eight at a time or however many you're baking so that's a good alternative but yeah, that's just the key to like people are always like, oh my god, how are your cookies so soft? Mm -hmm. Like when I make them for people, and I'm like, I underbake them. Yeah, that's that's it. And let them like, continue. It's kind of like steak or something like that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I don't cook steak exactly. I think that you're supposed to like let it rest. Yeah, and it continues cooking. Yeah, you are. That is correct. Um, one question, and then we'll wrap it up. Okay. So if someone's to go to your website, they're listening, and they want to find the best recipe to start with, what would you direct them to? Oh. Um, okay. So definitely I, my favorite recipe on the blog, I think is my dairy free chocolate cake. Oh yes. It is my favorite thing ever. That was your wedding cake, wasn't it? It was my wedding cake. Yeah. And, and it was beautiful. Thank you. Thanks. I, I actually didn't decorate it. I just okay. made the ingredients and my aunt, um, put it all together and made it look stunning for us, but it's, uh, I think it's the best ch chocolate cake ever. Um, and if you're not dairy free, you can also use, like I've tested it. That's another thing I should mention. I do test all of my recipes with dairy ingredients. Oh so that's, a, that makes it even more, one more time to like more expensive and also one more time to test, right? Yeah. Cause I test every single recipe with dairy and without, because I have so many people who come to the blog mm -hmm. who don't have dairy allergies. Um, so I want to make sure it works and then I'll, I'll make notes about if there's any substitutions that okay. need to be made or whatever. So, um, all are welcome at Cookie Dough Diaries. <laughs> um, but yeah, so my dairy-free chocolate cake, you can make it with regular milk. It is tried and true, and it is so good. It tastes like a Matilda cake. Oh, now um, I want to go home and make it. It's so good. But you just said you don't like baking cakes, so that's a hard one. I don't like but... decorating cakes. Okay, okay. I like making a cake. 
Okay. Sometimes they're easier than cookies because you just throw it all, all into one pan. One right? bowl, one, yeah. It's the decorating and the icing and doing your crumb coat. Yeah. I watched. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The crumb coat is so annoying. I have to do yeah. that. Oh, it's probably Amazon. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. I'm, I'm with you. Even like having to do like a cake and then like a buttercream. Yeah. You know, like two separate elements. It's yeah. Like, uh, I know. Um, and then number two recipe would be my, and this one's super, super popular is my uh my brownies Mm. so there's a small batch recipe which is like a basically just a small batch batch version of the whole brownie recipe so yeah brownies and chocolate cake are like my faves chocolate girl yeah i love that you make half and small bakes or small batches of stuff even you did the cookies i think you did chocolate chip cookies like a small batch or something like that yeah yeah i did where it just makes like eight cookies yeah sometimes that's all you need yeah sometimes if you're like one person living at home you know by yourself i don't have the freezer space i don't want to make two dozen cookies yeah for sure i did that today i made you like a small batch muffin version so So it just made like eight (laughs) muffins or something like that instead of however many so yeah Um, and for anyone listening my personal favorite from the blog is the um, brownie blondies oh yes I make those well I haven't made them in a while because again eggs yeah but they are so freaking addicting like that tray does not last (laughs) for 24 hours in our house RZ there if I I have only now like I set myself a rule where I only make them if Dustin's already home because otherwise I will eat the whole tray before he's home and I feel so sick because obviously that's like not a substantial amount of nutrients yeah no (laughs) that's usually the only thing I eat all day but it's actually addicting yeah like yeah I've yeah. never found another bar or anything like that that is so good. Oh, thanks. So, I'm so glad you yes. love them. Yeah, those are those are uh, one I'm very proud of, too. It's literally just a mixture of brownies and blondies. It's so very simple, easy. but so good. It's so good. Yeah, you also really like the vegan double chocolate cookies, right? Yes, I like those them because they're too. really convenient to make if I don't mm-hmm. have, like, eggs or yeah. milk or anything like that. Like, there's – or whatever it is in there, they're super easy to make. Yeah. And if I'm, like, really having a craving, like, a chocolate craving, yeah. that's what I go for. Yeah. So yeah, me too. Yeah. I'm a big chocolate gal. Mm-hmm. Chocolate chip cookies will always have a place in my heart too. So if you're looking for chocolate yes. chip cookies, I've, I'm a big place. fan of those oatmeal ones that you made. Yeah, like I the warm spices. Yeah, yeah, they, they're just so well balanced. Oh, so thanks. I'm going to be making those ones again. I'm so glad. Were they a new recipe of the blog? No, nope. or were you just you promoted them? Yeah, they okay. were updated. Because I was like, I feel like I've made these before once, but I yeah. Don't know. And I also have a vegan version of them, but right. okay. um, those ones have been on there for couple years okay. now so yeah. I do love that that you push the um recipes out every yeah. week or every two weeks or whatever it is yeah because it definitely brings me back to the old ones that I love again yeah so. it reminds you it just it, there's too many recipes to remember that they all exist yeah. so yeah and there's every week more and more and more so I yeah. sometimes like to just update an old one and yeah yeah remind people hey I exist yeah <laughs> don't want them to be forgotten so yeah yeah well, thank you. This is like our time. So thank you so okay. much for being on this podcast episode. Thank you for I having it so me. Much. It was so fun. Hopefully the next time I can have you back and we'll have like a studio. Yeah. And then. We'll Not just, just my be, couch. Yeah. I mean, it was my, your couch in my bedroom. I feel like this was like a, su- yeah. a step up in the professional level. Okay. So. <laughs> like, no yeah. one sleeps here except yeah. for sometimes. Okay. <laughs> Only when fights are happening. Yeah. Or Sundays, or yeah. <laughs> watching TV. Lazy days. Yeah, you do have a great couch for lazy days, actually. Thank you. Um, so, where can people find you? Um, so, 
at Cookie Dough Diaries, at The Cookie, is it The Cookie? No, Your at Cookie Dough Diaries. The Cookie Dough Diaries. Yes, I should know this. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. I feel like I've been there so frequently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so frequently, often. The website is thecookiedoughdiaries.com. You can just type in Cookie Dough Diaries in Google and it'll bring you that. Um, and on Instagram, I'm Cookie Dough Diaries. On TikTok, I'm Cookie Dough Diaries. What else is there? YouTube. Yeah, I okay. think the YouTube. Yeah, That's YouTube is one. Cookie Dough Diaries. And then yeah. sign up for her email list. Yeah. So you mm-hmm. always are getting cookies in your inbox. Yeah. It's a great way to wake up. For sure. Yeah. Why not be the first to know about the recipes? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so thank much. Thank you for having me. This was so much fun. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I hope you loved that as much as I did because there was so much more we wanted to talk about. So I'm hoping to bring her back if you guys are fans. Thank you so much for listening and for your support of the podcast. Every like, follow, share, download, all of it supports so much and it lets other people know that this podcast is worth listening to. If you're not already following me on Instagram, you can do so at she's doing all right or at sarah.g.carter. Thank you so much for listening. You're the best and I will see you in the next episode.